Well, good morning or good afternoon to all of you. This is God Talk. This is Pastor Dan again. And uh, this is all tied to a sermon I gave here last week, wrestling with what's going on in our world with the coronavirus. Where do we stand in the last days? What's going on? We began to wrestle through the issue of where is God, why God can't step in and just show himself and stop all the suffering, at least for Christians or at least for Adventists or at least for you and me. And then we began to look at Revelation chapter 7. Verses 1 to 4, where it says that God began to hold back, told the angels to hold back evil, and then they would let go once the saints are sealed. So clearly God is not the one who is causing the evil. The angels are not holding back God, they're holding back Satan. Satan said at the very beginning, you will not surely die. You don't have to deal with God. You can come with me. You'll be like God. You'll be better off. And that's the lie in Las Vegas and all the billboards and all the commercials around the world. Every teenager comes to his friend and says, hey, try this. Let's go here. Let's do that with the idea that uh, you've been limited and you've been stymied and uh, there's a better life out there somewhere and you don't want to go to church you don't want to be tied to those spiritual things and God at the end of the world has to let go and show the world what it is like and show the truth about Satan's lies and so we have in Revelation under the seven seals it says a fourth of the earth is killed by sword, famine, pestilence. Revelation chapter 6, verse 8. This is not mathematics. It's not a certain number of houses or a number of buildings. It just means there will be a great deal of evil and like a quarter of the world will be destroyed. We may not be there yet, but we're, we're certainly having a serious thing right now. And then it says God has to go further and under the seven trumpets, a third of the world is destroyed. A third of the earth was burned up. Revelation 8, verse 7. And then finally it says under the seven last place, there's no mixture there is evil everywhere and God has just let go and he's not intervening to stop it or protect anyone from uh, he's just here it is it goes out all over the world we believe God will protect the righteous but the rest of the world will have nothing and then God says to the world how do you like that that's what the world is like without my intervening power when God created the world he brought order out of chaos and he separated land and water and all of that and organized time he organized life and filled the world and now at the end of the world, in order for people to truly understand, he says, you're going to have to experience what the world would be like. And God takes his energy back. And in stages, first a fourth of the world is destroyed, and then a third of the world, and then finally the world just goes crazy. And then we have the last days, and we have the dark day, and the moon red, and the stars falling, and the sky rolling up like a scroll, and earthquakes, and mountains, and islands moving, Revelation 6 says, and then Jesus will come. I've worked on a parable over the years, <clears throat> and tried to say that quickly. There was an old king who everybody loved, revered by everybody. But as he got old, his son began to try to win people over to him, and finally they deposed the king, and there was a mutiny, and uh, they put him to a next country over, abolished an asylum. And the new young king was new and a fresh face, and people were excited. But over time, it began to be clear this was not good, and there's not enough medicine, the hospitals are in trouble, there's not enough food on the shelves, and things are going really bad. The old king is watching on TV and watching the news, and he says, what can I do, what can I do? And he begins to funnel some of the money he still has into the into the country, buying medicine, putting food on the shelves, and just secretly sort of helping. No one knows that it's got his hands on it. So, of course, people think it's their 
country. It's the it's the sun. It's the king. Finally, things are so bad, the old king side decides he will come over and run to be the king again. There's going to be an election, so he begins to advertise, begins to come over and have rallies. But almost nobody comes. They don't remember him. They don't want him. He's old now. And uh, his advisors say, you're going to have to do some things to wake everybody up. You're going to have to pull back on what you've been sending in there for medicine and for food and money, for loans, and show them what the world is really like under him. Because they don't know it's coming from you. Oh, I can't do that. What will happen to my people? Then you'll never be the king again. So finally he gives the order and they pull back some. They, after a week of that, they decide it's not clear enough yet. Well, people aren't coming to the rallies. They still think things are maybe okay with the new king. So finally he gives the order to cut back even more. Now things begin to really be serious. There's almost nothing in the hospitals. There's empty shelves and the markets everywhere. And people begin to realize maybe we made a mistake back there. More people begin to come to the rallies. There begins to be a little groundswell of support. Finally, his advisors say, you're going to have to go all the way. No medicine, no money, no food, no nothing. Oh, it's a hard time, but may, okay, maybe you're right. Stops everything. Now there's a stark reality and people realize that this new young king just can't do it. He's a terrible mistake. They begin to cry out for the old king to come back. He's been the one bringing the money in and he's been the one helping us all along. Let's just bring him back. And pretty soon there are big rallies and there's music and there's dancing and the election comes and there comes the final vote and the old king wins a wonderful landslide victory. And they put him back in the palace and they carry him to his throne and they put him there and there's music and there's dancing and everybody's happy again. And that's the way we think it's going to be at the end of the world. And God has to tell the angels to let go. I don't know if we're right on the edge of that or we're beginning to start with that. I can't tell you Jesus is going to come in the next two weeks or next month or six months from now. But we would have to agree it's serious. And it's beginning to move in that direction. And so I just invite you to begin to think about as we look at the world, where do we stand? But could we be at the beginning of the process and the seven seals and the seven trumpets? It says there will be a pestilence. So next tomorrow, we'll try to go through the verses there and in Matthew and in Luke, where it clearly identifies that in the fourth seal, there will be a pestilence, which in the definition is pandemic. In the meantime, God bless you. And whatever you're going through, we're all locked down into our homes and walking, trying to stay healthy and social distancing. May you be close to God. May this be a time to read the Bible and be with your family and be with us again tomorrow for God Talk.